Hello listeners, welcome to the Dream Stream. I am Yiska Cook, here with Dr. Carla Mazio. Hi, Carla. Hi, Yiska. Good morning. Um, Carla and I have been uh, mourning or, or, you know, like holding in our hearts our dear teacher, Robin Larson, friend and teacher and um, fellow dream group participant. Um, so she has passed on and we had a memorial, not we, but they, the, the family had a memorial for her and, you know, like hundreds of people showed up. It was really beautiful. It was lovely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very can special. You, can you um, talk a little louder? Yes. Uh, Great. How is that? Very good. Okay. And um, so Robin is from, let's give her like a, a um, postage stamp of a biography of her, okay. if you can tell me. Born in South Carolina. October 17th today. Wow. In 1941. In 41. So she mm -hmm. was a year older than my dad. Who's... She was born in Georgia. Oh, George. oh, okay. Oh, please, you read that. <laughs> okay. Um, it was the same year that her father was precariously on duty of disarming the battlefield ordinance in World War II. He would send drawings back to his daughters, Virginia, Tia, and little Robin. Drawings and fables. I didn't know that she had two older sisters. Yeah. That's, that's, it's wonderful to learn more about her. During the war, Robin's mother was an elementary school teacher and remained in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Robin and her cousins were all shipped out to the family farm near, near Allendale. She says her passion of love of horses began on a hill of that farm where she watched the vibrant colors of sunset reflected in the lucent eyes of a mare and sensed the animal's living soul. Shall I read more? Um, well, I think we can pause there and just okay. share some of our our personal experiences with sure. Robin. We, um, as I said, uh, I, what would it be? It would be 1998 is when, uh, Robin, is when I joined the Center for Symbolic Studies Dream Group. And um, you met with that original, oh, the original group, um, for over 20 years. And Robin was our wizened matriarch. And one of the things that really hit strongly for me is, is my mom had passed away before I moved up here to the Hudson Valley. And um, Robin just became like, like a mother figure for all we motherless daughters, you know? and. Um, she really just stepped into that role of kindness and wisdom 
and um, she's very perceptive. She had, um, oh, it's a beautiful picture. She had noticed I was having repetitive dreams with bald eagles, and she noticed they kept coming into my dreams, and she, you know, uh, pointed that out to me, and like helped me learn about this idea of totem animal, you know, who who comes to you in your dreams, or that you see often in the wilderness or you know the outside world, and um, he's just also a fabulous visual artist and um, she used to just draw during dream groups mm -hmm. I remember once when I had shared a dream and she drew these three herons in in water and the mm -hmm. way they were standing it was it was amazing she just got it you know she got the um, the feeling of the dream and you know was able to depict it Yes, she she always had this um, graceful presence during dream group, and yeah. she was <clears throat> actively listening. You really felt that, even though she didn't always speak that much, or when she spoke, you listened because you knew something profound was about to be said. Yes, and the poetry that she would write. Uh, so in our dream groups we would, I think it was a three hour dream group on every other Saturday. Saturday. And, um, and at the end of working a dream or two, you know, we would have the last, you know, 10 minutes to write a spontaneous poem. And Robin's poetry was so profound and the depth that she kind of gleaned from the dreams that we discussed was you know so intuitive yeah and and always gave like a furthering gift to the dreamer through her poetry yes it like added another layer to it yes yeah definitely did and then with the visual art i mean i guess that really wowed me because i'm not a visual artist that's not a talent of mine, you know? And, um, but she was just amazing. She would, for some reason, I'm remembering a drawing of hers of like peacock feathers. Mm. She would come in and like just show her journals. We'd pass them around to see what Robin had been working on. I can't make that one out. Yeah. A but, lot of mythic drawings. Yes. These are her drawings, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have my book, hon. I do. Yeah, I'm going to need that. <laughs> of course. I'm we just kidding. I forgot it. We did. Wow. So, um, you say, well, anyway, again, so, it was such a beautiful honoring um, ceremony, memorial yesterday. And um, if I might, I would like to read something that I wrote for Robin when um, Stephen told us that he was going to put together a book of Robin's poetry, but he also asked for, so that's when I wrote this, um, starting with an image I had 
not so much an image, but an experience I had um, at her burial that that a large dragonfly just flew right straight over the the body in the in the grave, and it was quite something. And I didn't feel like anyone else saw it, which made me wonder if I really saw it, but I think I did. So it says, and a large dragonfly flies above for Robin Larson, lady of the light. She shines with a deeper seeing, mother to all we motherless daughters, your wisdom and love felt by all. Dearest dreamer, your wisdom and love is felt by all, sharing her motherhood with all we motherless daughters. Deeper sight makes her shine brightly, for she is a lady of the light. Lovely. And, uh... Lovely. That's... That was like the... That was similar to how we did dream groups. It's like trying to conjure up everything and then just write, uh, like, well, and that, the, the, um, I don't know what you would call it, but the structure of that poem Stephen taught us in dream groups called a pantoon. So you write your four lines and then it's like the adverse, adverse of that. So I don't know if you noticed that when listening. But uh, that was a, a form of poetry that Stephen Larson had taught us in group. Very nice. Thank you, Jessica, for sharing that. Yeah. Well, Carla, you've been dreaming and you've had some like real, um, what I would think are connected dreams to what's happening in our waking lives. And I wonder if you would share a dream. Sure, sure. I would... Um... I'd like to share the, what I see as a synchronistic um, pieces of dreams and cosmic events associated around Robin's passing. And um, I tend to stumble upon things versus looking for them. And then they seem to piece together like a puzzle um, in in hindsight. So it's it's very, I always say I'm stumbling into two things. Yes. On Tuesday, September 27th, uh, which was Rosh Hashanah, during Rosh Hashanah, prior to knowing that Robin had passed, I had a dream about the Center for Symbolic Studies. And in the dream, without going into all the details, but we could do that at another time uh, when we have more time. Our land, my land and their land was being somehow joined. We were being combined. And I remember working on a, a screen door. And then the next day I found out that Robin had passed on. In the early hours of Thursday. So I found out Wednesday she had passed, Tuesday I had the dream, and then Thursday 
I woke up at four in the morning and I just wide awake and something called me outside. I went outside and it was very dark sky and crisp. So all the stars were really, really twinkling. And I saw a beautiful shooting star in the West with a very long tail. One that makes you gasp, wow. And then I turn around and then I see another one in the East. And I keep looking then all around and I think, am I in the middle of of, um, some shooting meteor shower? But I see Orion, I see Orion very large. And then with, I call Cyrus, even though it may be serious, but I always say Cyrus towards the horizon. And then I follow it up and I see, Jeez, right? well, I see a very red, bright object, which I Jupiter. conclude is Mars. Oh, red. Yeah. Red Mars. The red. Right red. above um, the eye of the bull, Aldebaran, and then Pleiades. But it was so bright, it was almost shining out the others. Yeah, we've been seeing Jupiter in the sky, right to to the right from a, a human eye view, to the right of the moon. Well, I will continue and I will get to Jupiter. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I don't. That's okay. No, <laughs> Jupiter's part of this, um, and I keep looking around, thinking, "Oh, this is very special." The shooting stars, and then Mars, because I hadn't been following the the cosmic events, mm-hmm. um, and and then I saw what seemed to me a greenish glow, and then I thought, "Oh my gosh, maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me." But it was so special in the wee hours of her Robin's burial day. Oh, beautiful, Carla. And I went back to bed for a nap and a dream. And with a sister friend, I pulled on a hidden mural print on a wall. I was touching something. And all of a sudden, the wall fell like a curtain to reveal a behind-the-scenes picture. And then I contemplated and asked for more over the next few days and weeks coming, not realizing it was Yom Kippur. I woke to a 3 a.m. thunderstorm, very bright and loud overhead. And then a dream where I was saving kittens and a large old tortoise from a fire. I put my hands into the fire to save them and they were okay. And I looked and I said, you can't be there. And two days later, I was on a spaceship. And the following night. Forgive me for saying this. That's out of this world. It really is. The spaceship was very, it was unusual. And, and they were humans on the spaceship. And I, I was surprised by that because I thought they would be alien looking, but they were humans. And there was a woman next to me who had recently passed away. 
And there was more to that dream as well, but I'll hold on that. And then two days following, I go outside and it was, there was Jupiter, again, a clear sky and Jupiter in conjunction with the hunter moon. So the full moon of October, which is also, again, today is Robin's birthday. Happy birthday, Robin. Happy birthday, Robin. It's also Sukkot. You know, you were talking about it being Rosh Hashanah. Um, It's also Sukkot. So that's the harvest festival where Jews uh, eat meals in what used to be called booths, but a sukkah, um, which has three walls and then scoff for for the ceiling, a roof, which is just branches with like ferns or whatever laid laid on for a roof and it's supposed to be such that you can still see the stars Uh, in the night sky through the ceiling nice oh wow i had a dream recently about climbing on roofs with i know with a kid yeah i wanted to talk to you about that image because i had had very powerful roof dream Ah. So that's something I, I will, will like to explore with you in, in future. Um, Rudolf Steiner of, you know, Anthroposophy used to teach when someone passes on that we should open ourselves up to receive their great gifts because they won't be taking them with them. They're going to mm. leave them. And um, so... I mean, especially with someone like Robin, who is, and this is what I came to is, I know we love her so much, but it seemed like everybody there had their own story and, and a deep connection with Robin. Everybody felt, you know, similarly. Oh, yes. She was with her and she's of the warm archetypal mother. She was, she was. So that was very special. But so I'm trying to open myself up to her gifts. So I'd love to dabble with, you know, drawing or whatever. And her wisdom and intuition is, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> it's funny. And I, I said I, I wanted to, I wish I had the opportunity to have ridden horses with her because she had yes. such a passion for horses. And- yes. I really um, am in awe of horses as well. I think they're beautiful creatures. Um, And I didn't get that opportunity, but I feel with this experience, I had that opportunity to take a ride with her in a cosmic way. Yeah. Do you want to explore any of the dreams or just witness them and... And you know, witness them with with humility and awe. I think there's um, I think there's some messages that she um, maybe um, sharing with this cosmic connection and the. Um, crossing between um, dimensions. Dimensions, yes. I was going to say portals, right? Dimensions. 
and and with the the clouds also. Oh yes, yeah, so talk about that. There's there's yeah. something very um, intense, I think, happening, and it's not all flowers and rainbows, um, but there are flowers and rainbows. <laughs> So uh, I think that there is, there's quite an intensity um, cosmically happening. And, um, and I do have to sit with it a little, a little further. Do you have any impressions? That well, I'm just, I, you know, thinking of Robin as mother and my own mother had passed away in 1995. And then I met Robin in 1998. She kind of just stepped in as wise woman in my life. And um, when my mom died, I, I had that a similar feeling. And I was writing a lot of poetry. And I just remember writing, thunderbolts carry a reflection of light sparring darkness in crackling cycles where people die on streets and others watch all these colors flashing on their televisions step out into the energy of night. Well, this is not what I wanted to... Oh, okay. It came prior to where I started. Um, I wrote, it is that war in heaven, you know? Thunderbolts carry a reflection <laughs> of light sparring darkness and crackling cycles yes so i had a very similar feeling as what you are describing after losing another mother of light okay yes it's it's, it's related to the <clears throat> if we go with the images of mars the war the bull yeah and the feminine the sisters and you said you you saw green it seemed to be green. Did you think Venus? And no, I thought but the I, aurora borealis. I uh, thought the northern lights. Oh, oh. And I was just talking about in the dream, or are we talking about outside? Outside. Oh my god. Which I've always wanted to see, yeah. but I thought I this can't be happening, even though there might have been a solar flare around that time. That's beautiful, um, Carla. Yeah. I so didn't it, realize that was outdoors. I thought that was in the dream. And she is, um, you know, she, I, she was a strong woman. I see her as a, such yeah. a strong woman. And so she was, you know, kind of in that, that huntress image. I see Orion more of a huntress than a hunter. Yeah. Um, great. And, and then of course with our, all of our dogs, <laughs> right? Right. <clears throat> we used to have a wonderful Australian shepherd named Moondog. And Moondog and my dog Redwood, like old time, old timer dogs, um, knew each other and played a little bit. And then um, next they got Gandalf, also an Australian shepherd. And then they got. Um, well, they used to call Gandalf Guff. And then they got Wolfie. Did you ever meet Wolfie? Oh, all Australian Shepherds, all rescue. Okay. 
Well, and I just had a dream about having a shepherd puppy. Someone gave me a shepherd puppy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. Thanks for reminding me about that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Right. We just wish her well on her journey. And mm. that the spaceship piece that yeah. there is there's messages from beyond. Yes. And and that was very clear to me in the spaceship was that it's going back in time. It's a forward and a back in time. Okay. Um, feeling and that um so i see now robin is going to be on that cosmic plane yes and to to help with this war in heaven yes this cosmic uh experience yes i i'm, I'm really glad there's a lot of good warrioresses and warriors who have crossed over to the other side of the veil brendan I mean, I was just Rana, Brendan, and Robin, you know, three people from our community. So, um, the earth, the earth, Abby, you know, just many loved ones who now sit on my council in my active imagination. And I think there's something with the animals because I also am having wild animal dreams and oh, with the kittens good. and the tortoise. I, yes. I see the, the Native American, the the earth on the tortoise yes um theme also and I, we're at a place where we don't have wild animals as much right every everything right. is kind of in a habitat um and we have to make certain decisions about things as far as our progress how we see progress and yeah. technology and wildlife and wild spaces yeah. So there's a, a converging of, we're at a time um, where things, we make decisions. We're making decisions, of course, yes. about the future, and the future of humanity. And I don't think it's any clear, specific path, but I have been also having some black and white images that have come up in these recent dreams as well, which I, I'm still trying to, to understand. If that were my dream, just the fact that there are some black and white makes me think that there might be a right way and a less than stellar way. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> to make the changes in our world. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Carla. I'm so glad that we went to the burial and then this memorial together yes beautiful and it was a green a green um burial which was, yes. was so beautiful it was just i had never seen anything like that me either it was i hope more people realize that this is possible to have yes. where you're laid into the earth physically without mm -hmm. a barrier or chemicals and it's such a, a intimate connection um, in that process, ceremonial process. Yeah. After after that experience, I kept thinking of the Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. Find the cost of freedom buried in the ground. Mother Earth will swallow you. Lay your body down. Mm. Lovely. Wow. Yeah.
So, um, well, thank you for coming on the Dream Stream. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, any time you want to come and share things about Robin, I would love that. Sure. Mm. Yes, we'll follow up. Yes. Listeners, thank you for joining us in honoring our dear friend, teacher, mother, Robin Larson. What was her middle name? Robin. Petite Searson. Say it again. It was Robin Petite Searson. Sounds French. Petite Petite. Searson. Well, loving Robin and wishing listeners well. Holomode Metukin. Sweet dreams.